at the end of my studies, one of my friends told me like, hey, have you heard about Impact Hub? And then I said, no, let me Google it. I Google it and then I end up in the website. I just read a few sentences. I'm like, wow, 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 wow. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing, amazing. Oh my God, I want to be part of some place like this. And actually, yes, what I did, actually, I I just created a a small presentation um, of, uh, like... Who I am, what can I do, my vision for my future career, and how the s- vision of Impactable align with my own vision for my life. Just like a very interesting, funny, original presentation. I spent like maybe one hour collecting all the email address of all the Impact Hubs, <laughs> people running Impactable around the world, and then I just send like the same message to everyone. <laughs> I sent one by one <laughs> and then I went to sleep and then <laughs> the next day I wake up and then I receive a ma- an email from Impacted Phnom Penh I'm like oh, where is Phnom Penh? <laughs> 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 uh, where did I send it? and then um, so yeah like they were like yeah let's have an interview and so yeah okay okay and then I do the interview I say yeah yeah, so we just started. We don't really have a lot of money. So could you come and volunteer? Or do you think, yeah, you can come maybe in three weeks? I'm like, huh? <laughs> so basically, like, now I just have a job offer. <laughs> like, it's, it's real. Like, they want me to come over. I'm like, wow. Oh, my God. So I talked to my parents. Like, Should I go to Cambodia? For, like, <laughs> not paid and just, like, go there. And I'm like, Maybe if I stay in Paris and I get an internship, I will pay just exactly the amount to cover my rent. I will still need to pay maybe $400 from my own pocket for the food and everything. Well, if I go to Cambodia, I might spend only $300 or $400 on accommodation, food and everything. And maybe I'm going to have a much better experience if I go to Cambodia than if I stay in Paris. So, let's go. <laughs> so I just went there and went here, and then I arrived and loved it. Like, yeah, I found it very. Like I would say, my first impression was just like, okay, I have no clue about Asia. I have no clue really about also entrepreneurship, to be honest. <laughs> so let's be an observer, a listener, uh, like story collector and just like learn by observing and I just spend a lot of my time observing seeing also how like the co-founder of Impactor were running like how they were managing the company like learn everything I was like another school <laughs> and then I had to do my thesis also on like before graduated and I decided to do it on like the emerging entrepreneurial ecosystem of Cambodia and this is when I realized that oh, there is no paper <laughs> about it. Like there is not so much really thing like existing. So I start like interviewing like the first like uh, the founder of Small World Rity, who was like really the pioneer of the ecosystem back in 2011. Like okay. What does entrepreneurship look like in Cambodia? Who are these entrepreneurs? And then, like, seeing, like, the first entrepreneur we were supporting at Impact Hub. And 
yeah, and soon realizing like all these structural barriers that entrepreneurs in Cambodia have, like the non-access to all these big international crowdfunding platform because like Stripe doesn't allow Cambodian bank account to receive money, like how like hard it was for them to make their family understand what they were doing, how hard it was to find the right team members to join the team because no one really understand what this job is and how hard is it to yeah convince people to work for free at the beginning to believe in something bigger than yourself and mm. and to ultimately like start like validating the business and, and start regenerating revenue so yeah I realized all this hardship and I was like oh these are like double heroes <laughs> for me like they are like already like starting up a business is super hard but like when you do it in such a context like where no one believe in you no one is like building any like structure to support you like oh my god <laughs> it's super interesting and like so then it always have been like the question have always been like okay how can we make this entrepreneur journey smoother less painful for them and so I think yeah this I discovered the role of an incubator and um, and yeah and it's such a so beautiful to see that yeah with some advice with some methodology you can like help shape a business build the confidence of an entrepreneur and I think the most important thing is like being here for them to believe in themselves when no one else believes in them. Oh. And and I say like, always my approach has been like, we will be here for you to support you, to tell you you can do it until the market tell you mm. it doesn't work. <laughs> mm. But it should not be us <laughs> who tell you it doesn't work. Maybe like our goal is to help you understand the market the fastest possible to produce the fastest possible your first like minimum viable product so that finally the market tell you like we want it or we don't want it so yeah our goal over the years has always been like okay going from an idea to a prototype the fastest possible getting the first like product out like getting the first like yeah uh, feedbacks out first like you understanding as quick as possible deeply about the problems that you are solving and then like not spending too much time into planning what the future will look like but just like doing improving doing improving doing improving and uh, and yeah like it had not have been easy for so many of them but those who stay here and remain are like the, the ones that we found the market <laughs> nice do you first of all um i really like your approach when you were pitching yourself you actually started with what you can do right so you mm. actually want the people to instead of um just starting with why you know th these organizations can help you i think mm. a lot of people when they approach uh big organizations mm. they say oh because of my career growth i really need this opportunity mm. but you actually change the the sequence uh -huh. you you started with what you can do for this um 
organizations. Mm. Uh, so I think that's pretty amazing. And then, um, so you came here and joined in Patap Phnom Penh. Uh, first time ever, <laughs> know the place, uh, the city, and everything. So do you remember your first big responsibility or assignment? Then you're like, <gasps> uh, and how do you yes. feel about it? What's the story? Yes, yes. But just before, I just want to do a parenthesis on like choosing a job. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think it's like, like, I really want to highlight this thing that I think like a lot of the time, like people think that they should go where people want them. <laughs> but it's also... I think like the power dynamic of like having an employer telling you, okay, I accept you. <laughs> mm. And then you're like, okay, so accept me. So I have to go there. <laughs> I don't really like it. I feel like it should be you really choose wherever you want to go. Because mm. like one of the things that Ticket for Change keep on saying is that we spend 80,000 hours of our life working. Mm. What do you want to do out of it? Mm. And yeah, like if your daily job can become meaningful, like why truly something meaningless and waiting for the weekend and uh, the evening to do something meaningful? Mm. <laughs> so first I was like, oh, <laughs> sure I do something, but I'm happy to go every day. Like there is so many jobs in the world, <laughs> so just go for it. And so and one thing that what changed my mind also is that like one of the career counselor in my school mm. they were asking us what are the top dream places you dream to work for and with where like with that like forget all the constraints that like forget about money location like thing you can't do it or anything like or no connection or anything mm. Just forget about all of this <laughs> and just make the list of your top dream, craziest places, company you really, 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 really want to go. Mm. And I think like when you ask yourself this question, you start like thinking very wild and then everyone had a big smile on their face, like thinking about, oh my God, I could do this, I could do this. Like, and I'm like, yeah, that's it. Like... Like me, I never knew anyone working at Impact Hub. I just like <laughs> went on the website collecting all the information. And then after the next step is like showing this company that these are your dream company of, of your life. <laughs> mm. And when actually someone apply to you, like we, to your company and say like, you are my dream company. This is what I can do for you. I want to be part of your story. Like, I want to be part of your future goal. I want to I see myself in your value and everything. Like, f like a company will for sure not be indifferent, indifferent to what you, you, you tell them. And especially small company, I would say. Like. Mm. So, advice to anyone listening to us, just make this top list of a 10, <laughs> 10 company. And even if it's like taking care of in a island in mm. Java mm. if it's your <laughs> dream 
just type Oronton Java Island. You will find an organization who take care of it. Just message them, send them a video about you dreaming to do this and like do, do things to show your motivation and you might get it and say you can come and volunteer and then they have no risk to do and then to take and then if it works then it's the best for your for your life and especially at at such a young age we have no like we have no like pressure like you are only alone and better even if you're single (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so so yeah this i think this mindset is really important to have (laughs) 